chapter 11. Let me just read it one more time. Um, I'll start Hebrews 11, verse 5. I think last time we stopped, we stopped in verse 4. The Bible says, by faith, Enoch was taken from this life so that he did not experience death. He could not be found because God had taken him away. For before he was taken, he was commended as the one, as one who pleased God. And without faith, it is impossible to please God. Because everyone who comes to him must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. And he says, by faith, first uh, 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 seven, by faith Noah was when warned about things not yet seen. In only fear built an ark to save his family. By his faith, he condemned the world and became heir of the righteousness that is in keeping with faith. By faith, Abraham, when called to go to a place he would later receive as his inheritance, obeyed and went, even though he did not know where he was going. By faith, he made his home in the promised land like a stranger in a foreign country. He lived in tents as did Isaac and Jacob, who were heirs with him of the same promise. For he was looking forward to the city with foundations, whose architect and builder is God. And by faith, even Sarah, who was past childbearing age, was enabled to bear children because she considered him faithful who had made the promise. And so from this one man, and he as good as dead, came descendants as numerous as the stars in the sky and as countless as the sand of the seashore. And then verse 17, by faith, Abraham, when God tested him, offered Isaac as a sacrifice. He would embrace the promise was without, was about to sacrifice his one and only son. Even though God had said to him, it is through Isaac that your offspring will be reckoned. Abraham reasoned that God could even raise the dead. And so in a manner of speaking, he did receive Isaac back from death. And 23, Bible says, by faith, Moses' parents hid him for three months after he was born because they saw he was no ordinary child and they were not afraid of the king's edict. And this morning, um, just speaking up from where we stopped on Friday, we had talked about prayer that gets results. And we had said that as uh, Abraham Lincoln, the president of the United States, one of the most powerful presidents, had said, give me six hours to chop down a tree and I will spend the first hour sharpening the axe. He understood that if you spend time sharpening your axe, when you go to chopping the tree, it shall be easy. And therefore this morning, as we look at how we can do prayer that brings results, we want to make sure that every time we go before God, the prayers that we say are effective and they are powerful. And we saw last time that the key to prayer with results is faith. Because faith is the currency of heaven. And therefore, everything you're going to get from God, everything that's going to come from our Father is received by faith. And therefore, faith is the currency of heaven. And so this morning, I want us to pick up from there. Where we say it is easier to explain what faith is by looking at what faith is able to do. And in chapter 11 of the book of Hebrews, the writer uses, he recalls to us, the men that are considered to be great, what they did by faith. And therefore, by looking at what they did, 
it is then easy for us to be able to understand what faith is. And that's my prayer this morning that we'll be able to pick up. And so last time we looked at the creative um, God where God stood and he, he, just, he just spoke to the world and the things were created. We looked at Abel, who all he did was just to make an offering to God. He went and just made an offering before God and, and that was credited to him as faith. Then we looked at Enoch. Bible says Enoch walked with God and he was no more. When you look at what Enoch did, Bible says that just Enoch lived to please God. And so as he moved forward, just desiring to please God, that was credited as faith. And then we looked at Noah, who just through obedience and the fear of God built an ark that he used to, God used to deliver his family and the animals. And he then stood out as a man of righteousness. What did he do? It was just obedience and the fear of God. And so this morning we pick up from the story of Abraham, who is, who is considered also our father in faith. And what did Abraham do? The Bible says that God came to Abraham and he called him from where he was, from a foreign land. And he called him and he told him, I want to take you to a place where I'm going to show you. Abraham did not know where that place was. He had no idea what the place of promise was going to be like. But God calls him. He separates him from his family. He leaves his family behind. He leaves that which he's familiar with. He leaves that which he knew how it works. He lived, he, lived, he, he left everything behind. And he starts on this journey to this place of promise where he did not know how things were going to pan out. He had no idea how things were going to be. But he takes his family and he takes his, uh, his nephew Lot and they begin on a journey to this land of promise. And when later on you see God talking to Abraham, is, is, is this act of him leaving his homeland to go to a place of promise is considered a huge step of faith. And many things happened to Abraham. The Bible says he left and he went to Canaan. And the Bible says everywhere he went, he would set up altars. He was a man that worshipped God. He was a man that wanted to be close to God. He worshipped God. He's alone with just his family and his servants and his nephew, Lord. And they are moving around from tent to tent, not knowing what tomorrow holds for him, but just walking in sheer obedience to God. We see Abraham making a physical relocation for the sake of God. And then later on, we see him going on and Bible says God blesses him and he expands him. He, he blesses him with animals and cattle and many things in this place. And it reaches a point where he has to separate with his nephew, Lord. And then he calls Lord, he says, you know, God has blessed us, and, but we cannot continue to have this calling between ourselves. And therefore we need to separate. You need to go your way and I need to go my way. Choose which direction you go. You go east, I go west. You go north, I go south. And Lord made a choice and they parted ways in that place. And it was immediately after that that God came and he started speaking to Abraham about having a son. He started revealing himself to him. And this morning as we look at this action of Abraham, what occurred to me yesterday night as I was preparing for this meeting, what occurred to me is that the journey of Abraham is actually our journey. It's actually the journey of salvation. Everything that happens in the Old Testament is a mirror, it's a reflection of the New Testament. And therefore the journey of Abraham is actually our journey. And that's why the work that we have in Jesus is considered the work of faith. 
is exactly the same thing that Abraham went through. God called Abraham. He separated him. That's exactly what he did to us. What he did to us. We, were, we were lost. We were left behind. We were, uh, we were disconnected from God. We were, we were in our own places. And many of us, you will remember where you were before God appeared to you. Many of us, we were lost. We were confused. We didn't have hope. We were, leave, we were in the world completely lost. But in that situation, in that situation, whether you are in high school, in college, or an adult, wherever God found you, but he revealed himself to you, and he separated you, as you stepped forward to be prayed for, as you made a decision for Christ, and you stepped forward, it was a simple journey of faith. I remember my situation as I was, I was just stepping forward in, in my second year in the university at Egerton University on that night that I'll never forget as I stepped forward and as the Christian Union members were looking and they were shouting and they were screaming as I stepped forward to go to the front to be prayed for. I, had, I didn't know where I was going. I didn't know where this would end up. I had no idea what God was doing in my heart. The only thing I remember that night, I had made up my mind to walk with Christ. This new sense of love that I found on that night, I didn't want to lose it. I just wanted to be with God. I just wanted to never to lose the feeling that I had that night. The, the, the presence of God that was in that meeting, I never wanted that to go away from me. And so I stepped forward and I was grateful. And I remember walking out of that hall and I, I just didn't know where I was going. Everything looked bleak. I didn't know where I was going. I knew something had happened. That night I knew I'd been changed. I knew I'd been transformed. I knew something had snapped. Something had happened. All of a sudden things that were, you know, used to be important to me were not important anymore. Things that I valued before, they were not of value to me anymore. I just wanted to be with God. And I knew something had happened. But as I looked forward, I had no idea where I was going. I had no idea what God was up to. And this morning, I want to tell you as, you, as you have come to God, our walk is exactly like Abraham. We come to him in faith. We have no idea where he's going to take us. We have no idea where he's taking us. But the one thing we know, he's taking us to a land of promise. He's taking us to a place that is good. The plans that he has for us, they are good. They are good plans. We have no idea what it is. And then we begin the journey. And just as Abraham was doing the journey, tent by tent, place by place, just in sheer obedience with God is exactly like us. We are in the same journey. We are walking on. We are moving from place to place. Some of you where you are is not where you are today. You are in a different space. Many of you started off somewhere. You are in another place. But the journey is on. God is at work within your life. And Abraham had no idea what was going to happen to him? But he took that journey. And that's why I'm talking about our journey. It's a journey of faith. It's a journey of just sheer faith. As we take it, Abraham had no idea where God was taking him. And this morning, I declare with us tonight, we have no idea where God is going to take us. We have no idea where God is going to take us tomorrow. We have no idea the things that God has in store for us. The one thing that we do, we can trust him. We can trust on his faithfulness. He is a faithful God. The plans that he has for you, they are big, they are mighty. The things that he wants, he has for you, they are mighty. As he stood to Abraham, the Bible says, Abraham was as good as dead. 
It looked like nothing could come out of him. But out of Abraham, God has been able to make a nation. And therefore, this morning, you may look weak. You may look like you are in a difficult place. You may be in a place of lack. You may be even in a situation where you are sick. Oh, we are, you have got many big issues that look so big. I want to tell you, Abraham looked as if he was dead. The Bible actually says his body was as good as dead. But out of that dead body, God raises a nation. Out of that dead body, he raises a nation. And now he's considered the father of faith. This morning, I want to speak to you. Don't, don't. It does not matter what has happened. It does not matter how you started. It does not matter how your past was. It does not matter how dead your, your past looks like. It does not matter matter what has happened in your life this morning this morning god is able to use that which looks like is dead to start up a new generation he's able to start up a preacher some of you you are going to be mighty you are going to do great things for god you may look like you are dead right now your past may not look like it is anything to show by but it does not matter your past what matters is god all in your heart abram looked as if he was dead but out of that God raises up a nation. He didn't have a child. He had struggled to get a son. And he stands before God. He says, you know what? Eliezer is going to inherit me. But God comes and he says, this man who is not going to be your heir, I'm going to give you a heir. I'm going to give you your own son. And this morning, I don't know what you're believing God for. I don't know what you've been crying to God for. But by the anointing that's flowing in this service this morning, I want to speak. I want to say, that man is not going to be your heir. God shall give you that which you have been praying for. God shall release that which you have been believing for. God God is going to release something. The thing that you've been believing God for, God is releasing it to you. Abraham says, God, what am I going to do? I don't have a son. There's luck. There's delay. This morning, as we journey with God in faith, there are seasons of delay. There are seasons when everything looks like it's not working. There are times when we look like our prayers are not being heard. There are times when it looks dark and it looks difficult. Dark seasons, you are in a valley where nobody seems to have, like can help you. You are in a place of lack, which looks so bad. That looks so bad, you can't even tell people. But let me tell you, brothers and sisters, if you hold on to your faith, if you hold on to the promise of God, remember it's God that called you. Abraham, remember that it's God that had called him to leave his land, to take him to this new place. And this morning, I want to tell us, brethren, we are going to a new place. It's a journey we are going to. And we may have seasons of luck. We may have seasons of difficulties. We may have seasons of sickness. We may have seasons where everything around us looks like it's dead. Everything looks like it's dry bones. Nothing, nothing is happening. And I want to tell us this morning, the sorrow of God and, and God's voice is speaking to us, be encouraged, my sister, be encouraged, my brother, be encouraged, be thou encouraged this morning, encourage yourself in the Lord. Eliezer is not going to inherit you. That which God has planned for you is powerful and is mighty, and God wants to do it for you. Hallelujah. So Abraham is encouraged. You know, and he comes to a space, and then they start quarreling with, with Lot. Then they have to part ways. And as I was reflecting on this last night, I realized, you know what, many times when God calls us, when God calls us, we, we obey, we come forward. But many times we take some things, 
with us. Things that are not necessary for the journey. Things that are not necessarily bad. There was nothing wrong. There was nothing wrong with Lot coming along with him. There was nothing wrong. There was nothing wrong with taking Lot to the journey. There was nothing wrong. It was not wrong. But it reaches a point where it becomes a problem, where they become to be quarreling. And this morning, I was uh, yesterday night, I was thinking that it's we, God has called us. I think we have reached a point right now where God is asking us to examine ourselves, just to look at ourselves. What is causing quarreling in your life? What is making you not move forward? Some of them could be relationships that are not necessary now for the next stage of your life. No, God wants to take you to a new place. If God, if, if Abraham, and not separated with Lot, he would have continued having arguments, unnecessary arguments. But the stage that God wants to take to you, you may have to reevaluate your life. You may have to evaluate where you are. And everything that is not working, everything that is causing you to go around in circles, everything that keeps bringing you back to the same place, every time you make a step forward, you make two steps backwards. You make one step forward, you make two backwards. You remain stagnant everything that is appears as if it's not necessary for a journey it may be a time where you call it into a meeting and you say you know what choose which direction you go you go east I go west you go north I go south there comes a time when God wants to take you to a new level there comes a time when God has got bigger things for you there comes a time when God wants to take you to a new season and you have to be decisive you have to be decisive to chop off things in your life Many of them could be habits. Many of them could be character. Many of them could be things that will that will define you. This is how I do things. This is how I act. This is how I talk. This is who I am. There comes a time when you have to call it into a meeting and say, you know what? God wants to take me to a new level right now. There is a new season that stands before me. There is a new season, and there comes a time you have to tell it: turn east, I go west. You go north, I go south. In the name of Jesus Christ, the Bible says, as soon as he parted with the Lord, the Bible says, God started speaking to Abraham. There are things in our lives that we have struggled with for a long time. And I believe that this morning, God is speaking to us. It may be a time to examine ourselves. What is it that we keep struggling in? What is it that we that is being hindering us from progressing, from moving forward? And there comes a time when you are to say, you know what? You choose east and I will go west. You choose north and I will go south. Because as soon as you do that, God is in the business of lifting you up. He wants to speak to us. He has new things that he wants to say.